Welcome back to Raise the Apple. We have a lot, a lot to talk about today. So let's dive right into it, starting off in Metland. First off, the Mets made two big moves yesterday. I'm recording this on Sunday, so on Saturday, we finally have our catcher. The Mets have signed James McCann to a four-year deal worth a reported $40 million plus with the potential to earn incentives. This is a great great get for the Mets. <clears throat> it's not JT Realmuto. We all know the Mets wanted JT Realmuto. But if I'm being honest, the cost of JT Realmuto would have been too much. And that's because if the Mets did get Realmuto, yeah, that would have been great. But they wouldn't have been able to go after other needs they need. That's also kind of why the Robinson Cano suspension is a blessing in disguise because they have an extra $24 million to play with. But uh, James McCann has uh, been served last year part-time in Chicago with Yasmani Grandal. <clears throat> he also uh, spent some time with the Tigers, earned an all-star game back in 2019. Uh, his arguably his best year, hit 273, just shy of 20 homers, had 60 RBIs. Just the same output that you would kind of expect from a Wilson Ramos, maybe a little bit higher of an average. But uh, after not after not accepting his uh, the contract option for Ramos, I lost my train of thought there for a second. After not accepting the option on Ramos, uh, he wasn't coming back, which I personally, like the emotional fan in me, was kind of bummed out about, but. Uh, you bring in James McCann, I think it's a great get. I mean, obviously everyone would love JT Realmuto, but I think Realmuto has a little too high of an asking price for the Mets, Only be, not because the Mets can't get him, but because if the Mets were to get him, where are they, they going to go? They can't go really anywhere else after that. And if you want to add a Springer and a Bauer, those are both going to cost a lot. And I just don't, in a realistic world, I don't see them ending up with Realmuto, Springer, and Bauer. You know, in a perfect world, yes, but in reality, I don't. I just don't see them being able to get all three of them. But if they could get at least two or three of them, or uh, so far one of them, hopefully Springer is, according to multiple reports, Springer's expected to finalize a deal with the Mets at some point, but he's expected to go to the Mets. Bauer looks like his options are down between the Angels and the Mets. <clears throat> He said on Twitter, Bauer said on Twitter that uh, the fans on Twitter, the Angels fans have been the most aggressive, and then the Mets fans being followed suit. And I love how Trevor Bauer is also making this like a little game. Like he's he's getting the fans involved, he's teasing fans and all this stuff. It's great. But I fully anticipate Bauer signing, uh, maybe not relatively soon, but I anticipate Springer coming off the board next. Real Muto, uh, we'll talk about Philly later, but Real Muto, I think he, will, I don't really know where he's going to go. You know, the Phillies, like, uh, Phillies can't afford to keep him. Like I said, we'll talk more about that later. Phillies can't keep him. Mets are out on him. So where does JT go? You know, it's, in, I'm curious to see maybe an Angels or a destination. They also, they made a trade to start getting some pieces going. Uh, maybe he goes, I don't know where he would go. No, I, I'd have to. I'm very curious to see where JT Rimuto goes. If he's not staying in Philly, he can't go to the Mets now, where is he going to go? You know, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Uh, and other Mets news adding to the roster, uh, Jerry Blevins. 
after being 2020 off working with SNY, he is back. The Mets signed him to a minor league deal. I love this move. And not only was Jerry Blevins fantastic with the Mets, he's a great depth piece. He's on a minor league deal, so he may not make the team right out of the gate in spring training. But having Jerry Blevins, guy who's comfortable there, familiar there, and he's proven effective there. I definitely think it's a great depth piece for injury. Uh, or if he does make the opening day roster, he's a terrific lefty option out of the bullpen. He's someone you know you can rely on. Mickey Callaway relied on him a lot. Uh, he had an ERA just o- just around two and a half in his best two years with the Mets, an ERA just nor- just north of three in his four years with the Mets. So that's a great <clears throat> a great signing, I think. I like this move. A lot of people are mixed on it, like why do we need him and this and that. Well, Jerry Blevins is. Not a trash reliever. You know, throughout his career, he's been a fairly solid reliever. So, a uh, great depth option for the Mets. And now you add him into the mix, and the bullpen is starting to shape up. I still think, like I said last time, the bullpen is maybe one or two pieces away from being one of the best. Uh, someone like an Archie Bradley, or apparently the Mets are in the talks with Liam Hendricks. If the Mets somehow land Liam Hendricks, I, I will be shocked. I don't see how Oakland lets him go. You know, Oakland's got some big name free agents out there like Hendricks and Simeon. You got to keep at least one of those two. You have to. If you're the A's, you have to keep at least one of those two. And I'm keeping Liam Hendricks, especially with how hard, reliable bullpen arms are coming by that are available. I'm keeping. I'm making keeping Liam Hendricks my top priority if I'm the A's. But if the Mets are actually in on him. That that's huge, you know. If the Mets add Liam Hendricks, that would be fantastic. I don't see that realistically happening, but I mean, crazier things have happened, so you never know. But with the bringing in of James McCann, a lot of people are running. Well, what's the roster going to look like? Well, like I said, the suspension of Robbie Cano is kind of a blessing in disguise because now Luis Rojas doesn't have to worry about who to go where. If I'm the Mets, I was thinking about this the other day. This is how I would construct. This is assuming they sign Bauer and Springer. You know, this may change depending if they sign those two guys or not. But assuming they sign Bauer and Springer, I'd have you got McCann catching with Nito as Nito as his backup. Pete at first, Jeff McNeil move him back to his natural position at second. Have Rosario at short. J.D. Davis plays full time at third. Then in the outfield, you have Conforto and right. Uh, Springer in center, and then a platoon of some sort of Dom and Nimmo in left. Probably Dom gets a majority of the playing time in left. And uh, Nimmo gets in there from time to time. Or on days that Dom plays first to give Pete a day off, Nimmo's out there. I would see, and then in the, on the mound, you got DeGrom, Bauer, Stroman. You got Syndergaard hopefully coming back soon, and then Matt's. That's a killer team. And then that bullpen, you know, with Batances adding Trevor May, Familia, Diaz, Lugo, that's a great bullpen. You know, this team is one or I'm, – I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can, the unbiased baseball fan as I can be. In my opinion, the Mets are one or two guys away from the only thing standing in their way of getting to the World Series is the Dodgers. I think if they can get those one or two pieces, if they can add Bauer and or Springer, 
I think they're just as good talented as Atlanta, and I think they can go toe to toe with the Dodgers. You know, and they've shown that they can beat the Dodgers in the postseason, as we saw back in 2015. So it's definitely, definitely looking fantastic if you're a Mets fan right now. It's this is probably one of the most exciting times to be a Mets fan, in all honesty. But adding Springer and Bauer is huge. I personally would like them to get Bauer top priority. Uh, Springer would be a nice bonus. I just think the rotation needs more. You know, if the Mets get Bauer and can't get Springer. You still have an outfield of you can have Conforto in right, Nimmo in center, and then Dom play full time in left. That's not Dom dabbled a little bit out in left. That's not a bad outfield. You know, it's not like it's not a all star caliber outfield. It's not something like Milwaukee has where you got Braun, Locaine, and Yelich out there. But that's still a pretty solid outfield in terms of offensive output. Defense might lack a little bit, just a touch, but it won't. I mean, none of them, like, Dom's not going to win a gold glove out and left. You know, Nimmo and Conforto might win or could potentially be gold glovers out there. But in left field, you know, Dom just has to not make careless mistakes. And, you know, it's not easy. You know, nothing in Major League Baseball is easy. But I I fully and. I'm not worried about Don being out and left. I don't see him as a liability or, or anything like that. But the last little bit of Mets news today, uh, reports started showing last night that the Mets look like they got their GM. Looks like they're finalizing deal with Jared Porter to be the next general manager of the New York Mets. Thought very, very highly of in the baseball community. I spent the last couple of years as the assistant GM out in Arizona He's earned three World Series rings. He was part of Theo Epstein's crew in Chicago back in 2016 with the Cubs. And he was part of Theo Epstein's crew twice in Boston for two World Series. So uh, having Porter come in, I think that's a great, great hire for the Mets. Finally got their GM. His first moves, I assume, will be something to do with Bauer and or Springer. Uh, I don't see the Mets going through with Lindor. I just, I don't think the Mets are willing to give up what they would need to give up for Lindor. But, and it's, like I said before, this is probably the most exciting time to be a Mets fan in a long, long time. So, having, you add Trevor May, then you get Sam McWilliams, uh, now you're adding in James McCann, you have the potential to add Springer, your favorite to land Springer, also, favorite landing spot for Bauer. You can't not be excited. You got Degrom of being Degrom and his own planet that he's on. You know, hopefully you're hoping for a huge, uh, nice bounce back year from Pete. Looking for just more general consistency in that lineup. Things are looking really, really good if you're a Mets fan. You know, you can't help. And the way Steve Cohen's been. With the fans on Twitter, and yesterday he was at the ballpark handing out stuff to fans, interacting with season ticket holders. You can't help but love the guy. You know, this is now hopefully um, during the pandemic, hopefully the pandemic dies down a little bit and we're able to have fans at MLB games this year because that place will be rocking. If you get Bauer and Springer, that place, if you add both of them, that place will be rocking 
every single night. Even without those two, the way this offseason has gone for the Mets, that place will be bonkers every night, especially in October. I cannot wait. Assuming the Mets make the playoffs in 2020, I cannot wait to see what City Field is like in 2021. That place will absolutely be bonkers to be in, and I'm all for it. But that's pretty much it for what's going on in Metland. We got a lot of hot stove action going on around Major League Baseball. Four guys, or excuse me, five guys getting new homes. We got a new um, president of baseball operations hiring and some sad news from MLB Network. Uh, first of all, the league announced that they're purportedly not going to go through with the DH in 2021. That's kind of shocking. I'm kind of shocked that they're doing that, but at the same time, not really. Uh, but that does hurt something like the Mets uh, when they have such a crowded spots right now. It would hurt someone like it would hurt a team like that. But I'm not overly worried. I think the Mets will find a way to make it work without a DH. I'm very surprised the way the game's evolving and changing. I'm surprised that uh, they're not putting a DH in there. But. In trade news, two trades went down. The Chicago White Sox added another quality arm to their rotation in Lance Lynn from Texas. They traded for him from the Texas Rangers. In exchange, they're sending Dane Dunning and a minor league prospect to Texas. Uh, This is a great move for the White Sox. Now you're looking at a rotation of Giolito, Lance Lynn. You got Kopech coming back, Dylan Cease. No, this is a, or you got Dallas Keuchel in there. This is not a bad White Sox rotation. White Sox, they didn't really show much in the playoffs. Uh, the last two weeks or so before the playoffs, they looked, they were absolutely dead. After they clinched a playoff spot, it looked like they just gave up. But White Sox are, I'm not counting them out. White, that's going to be a great race. Just like the East is going to, the NL East is going to be a tight race. AL Central with White Sox, Twins, Indians. That's going to be a nice little nice little race there. I'd love to see how that turns out. In addition, the White Sox get Adam Eaton. He returns back to the White Sox for the second stint in his career. Uh, Nationals declined his option. Uh, that's, that's their everyday right fielder. If you're the White Sox, you got a guy who knows their proven success at this level. That's a nice little move. Uh, not an earth-shattering move, but not an awful move either for the White Sox. That's a that's just a nice, solid addition to their team, and definitely a hole they needed to fill. Uh, Carlos, and sticking in the AL Central, Carlos Santana has signed a two-year deal with Kansas City. I'm not, you know, a lot of a lot of people are saying like the heart of that order in Kansas City with Solaire, Whit Merrifield. Hunter Dozier and now Santana, it's a lot of power and this and that, and then Mondesi at the top of it. I don't really, yes, that is, but can't. I'm not buying Kansas City yet. Not even close. No. Kansas City, I don't think just, their pitching just is not even close to being there yet. You know, they got virtually no, Salvador Perez is really the only one that's still there from that 2015 team. I don't really see that the Royals being any threat. That's a great first start, though, with Santana. It's a great first step, and especially since it's on a two-year deal, too. That's great showing what the front office entails for their fans. But I'm just – a lot of people are hyping up Kansas City for it. I don't really see why 
I don't see them still. I still don't see them really as a threat for a playoff spot. But, you know, the Marlins made the playoffs this year. So that's the beauty of baseball. Anything can happen. You know, the Marlins could win the World Series in 2021. That's part of the beauty of it. You never know. So um, that's, that's a great first step for Kansas City. Uh, this is also, this next move is a shocker to me. David Dahl, uh, non-tendered by the Rockies. He's going down to Texas, or excuse me, not non-tendered. Traded down to Texas. He'll be with the Rangers. I was very shocked that the Rangers, or excuse me, that the Rockies were letting him go. You know, they sign him, and it's, I was kind of, the Rangers sign him to a one-year contract. I don't, I don't really know why Colorado's, you know, his, he wasn't uh, over the top in 2020, but that was still a nice piece in Colorado. A little shocked that, that the Rockies aren't keeping him there. But I think he'll be a great fit in Texas. He'll be a great compliment to uh, Joey Gallo. That was that was an interesting move, but not as interesting as this one. The other trade that went down, Rasiel Iglesias of the Cincinnati Reds has been traded to the LA Angels. Like I said last time, the Angels need to start making moves to show Mike Trout that they're committed to get him a ring or else he's going to leave. They started with Rendon. Now they add a, a great bullpen arm and their closer and Iglesias. And why it's a confusing trade, that's a great get if you're the Angels. It costs you Noe Ramirez. So that, and you get your closer. That's a great, great, great get. Terrific first step for the Angels. Now they if they can address their starting rotation a little more, I could see them contending for a wild card spot. But I'm confused about this trade from the Reds' perspective. I don't really know what the Reds are doing. They could very well re-sign Bauer, but they're they're not. I don't see them as really being the favorites to to get Bau to keep Bauer. Then you non-tender Archie Bradley, who's a great bullpen arm, probably your setup man for Iglesias. You trade Iglesias. I'm just I'm wondering what the Reds are doing. If they're preparing to make a big splash and surprise everyone or I don't really know what they're doing. This one kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit. Wondering why what are they why they're getting no Noe Ramirez who is not a slouch. You know, these guys are professional athletes, they're not slouches, but Noe Ramirez is not the same as Rossiel Iglesias. You know, so that that's it was kind of an eye scratching move, but that's if you're, from a Reds perspective. But if you're an Angels fan, you got to be super pumped about that. You know, you finally get a closer, and now you're getting the option of a, a great bullpen arm and a great first step towards getting Mike Trout a ring, which is ultimately the goal. But um, yeah, that was just a little bit of weird news. And uh, last little bit before we talk about MLB Network, Dave Dombrowski is being hired by the Phillies as the next president of baseball ops. That is a great, great hire for 
the Phillies. Now, he was supposed to be, uh, MLB was looking at expanding a team into Nashville, and Dabrowski was not employed because he was anticipating being in charge in Nashville. Because of COVID, the Nashville outlook didn't happen. But the Phillies, it's a it's a great move, but also a scary move if you're the Phillies. You can't afford to keep JT Rumuto. You had the back-and-forth weird fiasco if Zach Wheeler was on the trading block. You paid a buttload of money to Harper. And now... You're, you're borderline broke as an organization. You've lost so much money from COVID. Then you got some people saying that no team lost money because of COVID. The Phillies are saying, well, we can't keep JT because we lost so much money. And now you're getting a guy like Dave Dombrowski who likes to spend money. I'm, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing for the Phillies. But if you're a Phillies fan, from what I've read and listened to from other people, do not get too emotionally attached to prospects because Dombrowski loves trading prospects and be prepared to spend a lot of money uh, in a good way. He's not going to waste it on mediocre talent or anything like that. He's going to get you talent. But uh, if, if you're the Phillies, your biggest thing was to keep JT Realmuto. But now that you can't afford him, do you bring back Wilson Ramos? Uh, he was previously with the Phillies for a little bit. Do you bring him back? I think that's a great fit for Ramos. Do you go somewhere else for catching options? Do you go look for a trade or do you look to stay in-house? But um, Dabrowski is a nice front office staff for any team. The man knows baseball. He's one of the most successful baseball executives. Def definitely up there in terms of what the most successful baseball executives around. But uh, he, he likes to spend, and the Phillies are in a position where they're not really spending a lot. They can't spend a lot, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But that was a nice a nice hire from the Phillies. From a, if you were a Phillies fan, that's a nice nice hire. Uh, great potential with that. The last little bit is somewhat sad news from MLB Network. Uh, the show Intentional Talk, uh, one of my personal favorites, Chris Rose uh, and Kevin Millar, the hosts of it, Chris Rose, whose contract with MLB Network is up at the end of 2020. His contract will not be renewed. He will not be returning to MLB Network. And it's it sucks. You know, intentional talk, from what I understand, will still continue with a different co-host uh, with Millar. But it's just one of those things that the pandemic has done to everyone, you know. Unfortunately, companies like Major League Baseball and the NFL and all these sports leagues and all these big companies, Disney's one of them that's had to do this too, they're not immune to COVID. Unfortunately, no one's immune to COVID. They have, they've had to lay off employees, all these businesses laying off employees just because they can't, they're not making as much money and they just can't afford to keep them. It's a, it's sad. It's a sad truth. But, uh... You know, there's, I don't really know. It just sucks. But Chris Rose can't, isn't going to be staying in MLB Network. He said that he understood why it was happening. He has no hatred or animosity towards MLB Network, which is a good sign. Uh, December 21st, 22nd, 23rd will be their last three shows of Millar and Rose. Uh, I will be watching those. I'm uh, looking forward to those, but also don't want to accept the ending 
but that's unfortunately what this pandemic has done. There's, it was only a matter of time. If you look at MLB Network or NHL Network or ESPN, all these places, they can only lay off like the analytic gurus and the people behind the scenes so so much before they have to start letting on-air talent go. And unfortunately, Chris Rose is the first of probably a few on-air talents from all sports and media outlets that will not be able to have their contracts renewed or be on air anymore because of COVID. It's unfortunately the sad, sad truth of it, but... You know, we're, we're getting through it, so that's all you can ask for. But that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this episode of the Raise the Apple podcast. We had a lot to discuss today from Metland into MLB Hot Stove. Hopefully next week we have uh, more as well to talk about. Make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Leave comments down below. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, we'll answer every single one of them. And make sure you're following us on social media at RTA underscore pod, where we try and be as up-to-date and active as we can with the latest going around in Metland and with Major League Baseball. Uh, Thank you for tuning in for this episode. Hope you enjoyed and hope to see you next time. Let's go Mets!